0: Welcome to The Commentary, a weekly conversation about vision, worship, and life at Grace Presbyterian Church. I'm Mark Bertrand, the pastor of Grace, and I'm joined in the studio by my co-commenter Cameron Brooks. Earlier this week, Cameron made the momentous announcement that he was deactivating his social media accounts, something many of us have thought about, though few carry it out. I'm one of them. While I've often considered it, I've never followed through, so in this episode, I'm going to ask Cameron about the reasoning behind his decision, and whether the rest of us should go and do likewise. Together, we'll try to figure out whether social media is a tool that good stewards can use wisely, or more of a rigged game we only fool ourselves into thinking we can control. There's a lot of social science these days pointing to the disastrous outcomes for young people as a result of the advent of smartphones and social media and a lot of concern about those things, which has led a lot of us, I think, to start reevaluating yet again our relationship to social media. It wasn't that long ago that social media wasn't even a thing, but now it's ubiquitous and it's hard to imagine what life was like before this for people who are growing up now uh, and are exposed to the social media firestorm. uh, Things are really strange. For those of us who are older uh, and remember what it was like before, arguably have at least experienced uh, life pre-social media and have more resilience, but honestly it seems to me like a lot of the the self-congratulatory rhetoric that we use is misleading because older people seem just as addicted to their phones as younger people and older people seem just as clueless when it comes to everything from privacy online to uh, spouting off about your opinions on everything online as well. Uh, I have in the past in the commentary said that although as a pastor, I would never like command people to delete their Facebook accounts and get off social media. um, I definitely encourage people to get away from it as much as possible and definitely to think about it. All that just to say that this morning as I was checking social media, just trying to be discerning, you know, and, and, and on top of what's going on in the world, I discovered an astonishing announcement. Uh, Cameron Brooks, my co-commenter announced that he was leaving Instagram and leaving social media behind. And I was appalled thinking of the, the huge void that was going to be left by this. Uh, I was a little excited that maybe I could fill that void and become popular now that the competition was was easier. But, Cameron, I really, really want to talk about this decision you've made, which I know for some people maybe won't seem like a big deal, but for other people is is like burning your ships is is like just just taking the nuclear option. So I'd like to talk about the thinking behind making this decision, what went into it maybe what your thoughts are in terms of other people and, and how they might learn from your example. Um, you know, a couple of years ago for length, I gave up the news and, uh, although I've, I've gotten back to it since then, uh, it's it, that experience changed my relationship, but I think you have one upped me <laughs> at this point. So I'm really just curious. So first of all, let me just ask Cameron, like how serious is this? Is this a, Uh, temporary hiatus or are you kind of imagining I'm done with this for good?
1: Yeah, well, Facebook or Meta and Instagram, they all want it to be temporary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I already went to try to delete my account and they give you these options, right? Is this just deactivating where you, you know, take a break, they're saying, or is this gone for good? And I told them I'm gone for good. I really want to delete this thing. So the goal really is to be done for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. And like you said, yeah, Instagram was the last personal social media account that I have left. So I'm not using anything else. Well, really. let me ask
0: you this kind of as a lead up. So, so how did it get to that point? Like why, why was oh, Instagram yeah. the last man standing yeah. for
1: you? Oh, that's a good question. I hadn't really thought about that. I guess the long story is that, or the, 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 long view is that I, have been slowly whittling down apps over the years. So I used to be somebody that liked to have all of all of the accounts open, and had Twitter, had Facebook. I think everybody just tried those out over the years, or a lot of people did, and slowly started to see that they were offering less and less value. Or I was, I didn't really understand why I was on those apps. So Facebook went first. Twitter went after that. I think because it just felt really combative. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people understand when you say
0: Twitter, you're referring to X. (laughs) That's right. Just, I don't want people to be confused. (laughs)
1: Yep. yep. No, I've never used X before. So I was gone before then, but it, I think it was a matter of, I mean, I was hearing all the other voices that, that you were just mentioning these people who are doing studies about the effects and also Feeling the effects myself of these social media apps. So I didn't like how it made me feel. Mm-hmm. I didn't like what it seemed to be doing to my attention span, for example. We've talked yeah. about that before. So Instagram was the last one because it felt like it had a different kind of value for me mm-hmm. as a creative person. So it allowed me to to connect with other creators and to share my work, like poetry in a visual way. Obviously, it's what Instagram's for. And, and that was good, but ultimately, obviously I've decided that, that
0: isn't quite worth it either. Is it, do you think, um, like professional considerations were one of those things where you stayed on maybe longer than you would have, because it just seemed like for networking purposes, it was useful or
1: yes. Yeah, exactly. That, that was a big factor that kept me around for longer. So I think every author, kind of has this in the back of their mind where they think, I mean, I'm not an author yet, but an aspiring author. And I'm always thinking about the day I have a book to share. Mm -hmm. It would be nice to have a little following to announce it to. And that was one of those thoughts that kept me around. But even that wasn't enough ultimately to to keep me there in large part because I realized I'm a poet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And even if you have a large following, the chances of many people buying your book are still slim. Sure. Sure. Something like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have to correct one thing. You said you're not yet an author, but you've published poems in all sorts of places. And I mean, that certainly makes you an author, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, you mentioned attention span and, and we've certainly talked about in the past, the way that, that social media use and maybe internet use in general does change the way that you process information. Uh, so it shortens the attention span. Are there other things that, that you noticed or that frustrated you that, that led you to, to make this, this ultimate decision?
1: Yes. So by the time this episode goes live, I will have shared a Substack uh-huh. post sharing some of my thoughts about this. I vacillated about whether or not I was going to make sure a big deal about this at all, because mm-hmm. like you said at the beginning, it's kind of silly. It's just a you're just getting on social media, big deal, but on the other hand, I think that the things going on are, are important enough that they're worth mentioning in a a Mm -hmm. post or something. So drawing attention to it. So one of the things I say in that post is that essentially social media has changed a lot in the last 10 years or so. It's not what it was even back when I was in college, you know, these apps are constantly changing and I realized at one point that there's no obligation to stick around with an app that you signed up for when you were like 13 years old. So that that was one of the things. But there's this uh, Latin phrase that I bring out in the post. I'm probably gonna mispronounce it, but it's something like "abusus non tollit usum," which means roughly "abuse does not cancel use." Mm. An old latin maxim or something and that idea actually has been kind of a guiding principle for me for the last few years so abuse does not cancel use basically means just because something can be misused or abused doesn't mean it can't be properly used and that was always my view with social media it is a channel for media i mean that's kind of what you know media is it's just like the the conduit of stuff content so presumably you'd think that social media would be a neutral place. Hmm. It's all about what you bring to it, how you use it. So if that's the case, then it really is a matter of self-control and temperance, that kind of a thing. What, what you're going to do with the, the tool of social media, like you use other tools over the last few years, though, I've I've changed my mind about social media a little bit because I I don't know if it's exactly neutral and a lot of people have been drawing our attention to the fact that for example the the people who who uh, the programmers who create these apps create them in such a way that they're they're engineered for certain ends, let's say and those ends aren't always good for humans necessarily, or they don't always serve humans in the same way that they serve like profit motives. So yeah, attention span is one thing. There, are there. The apps want you to spend as much time on them as possible because that's where they make their most money. But beyond that, in the, in the article, I, I draw attention to a few other things about the way the apps have changed over the years that I, I find kind of concerning. So One of them is the way social media has morphed a little bit into like entertainment media is what it feels like Hmm. now. It used to really, it felt like it was about connecting with other people. And that's, that was the point, social media. But it doesn't, at least in my experience, always feel that way anymore. A lot of times you log on and it feels like there's this stark division between these quote unquote content creators. Right. Who are going really hard and creating these amazing high quality videos, or these professional photographers who are posting unreal photos all the time, and then me, <laughs> this guy who, who wants to share a poem, yeah, and or just scroll and scroll and scroll, and I'm the consumer. So that made me realize, oh, this this is kind of turning into a an entertainment app. It's more like television than anything now. Does that? Resonate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it does. I mean, I, I totally agree. Like Instagram is a good example where the, the thing I found appealing about it at first was it was photos and I was interested in photography. I had uh, had a, a Flickr account back in the day, yeah. posting photos and looking at other people's photos and that sort of thing. And the social aspect didn't really interest me that much. The It was the photography mm-hmm. that, that interested me. And honestly, that seems to me to have shifted utterly. It's sort of like if you started watching MTV back in the day for music videos, and then, you know, eventually got to the point where they never showed that sort of stuff. And, and that's kind of how I feel it has evolved. But, you know, I've, I've followed other people who have made what it seems to me like a, a similar kind of trajectory to what you're describing. I think of Alan Jacobs and like reading his blog and, and other online stuff over the years. He's one of those people who has been very intentional about thinking through, like, how am I using these things? How could I optimize my use? And then it does seem like, you know, over time, he got more to the point of thinking, you know, no, nah, actually... I don't, I don't think I want to use this stuff. You know, I don't want to optimize this. I want to get away from it more. And what it makes me think is there's, there are really two competing visions about what social media is. And one of them is that idea that it's a tool and it can be used or misused just based on uh, how intentional you are. And then there's another model where it's more like a casino. And the guy who tells himself that, that, you know, it, it's all what you do with it is like the guy who shows up in Vegas with a system, right? <laughs> Everybody else is a chump, but, yeah. but he's got a system that is going to allow him to master the, the algorithm, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a naive, naivete, <laughs> a naivete in that just that the system's bigger than you, yeah. like, like that, that you're not always conscious of the way that, that it's influencing you. And so I think that the, you know, part of, this kind of a decision surely has to be coming to that sense of uh, the trade offs aren't worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that if you're not doing the the hustle to try to be an influencer, mm-hmm. it does change kind of the value that you see in those things. I mean, honestly, I feel like uh, Instagram for me is similar to what flipping through magazines and looking at ads used to be like 30 years ago you know like it's just a lot of ads Mm -hmm. and uh and there are you know people I know and I keep up with through those things and I appreciate that so it's uh it's not all bad but but like you I've noticed in myself those things that that I'm like "Ah, I I this feels like too much of a time suck, but then also that bigger sense, right? That, that, um, there are some things that you might be able to manage well, but the fact that they chew up most people <laughs> turns you off to the idea, yeah. you know? And I, I think for me, at least part of my coolness towards social media in particular mm-hmm. has to do with that. You know, it's, uh, I haven't gone as extreme as you. I haven't deleted any accounts or anything. They're mostly just dormant and occasionally I'm like, I'm going to post a photo and whatever. But, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it. Yeah.
1: And it's funny. I, I had this Substack article drafted. I've had it drafted for quite a while now. And I've been working on it and and accumulating reasons almost in my head. Here's the argument that I have. Like I had to prove it to other people why Mm. this would be a good idea to to quit. But at the same time, I sense that a lot of people are feeling this way too, where we're not really sure why we're doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. This isn't the thing that we signed up for when we were in high school. So why am I here? I, I don't know. And that's That's one of the things I want to draw attention to. I think if if you're going to continue using social media, that's fine, but do it deliberately and have something like a strategy that might sound weird with just a personal social media app to have a strategy, but really all that's saying is be intentional with how you want to use it. And, and remember that this tool is not necessarily neutral. So the way that it's set up is also, Doing things to you as you engage with the tool.
0: So it's a good point, though, and and the fact that you're posting an essay about this on Substack kind of helps frame it. Um, you're not saying I'm deleting this account, and as soon as. I've disappeared from the internet. I'm going to wrap my head in foil and you'll never hear from me again. <laughs> no. You're you're essentially shifting strategies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're moving to Substack where you've been at Substack for a while with Conversant, but you're you're putting your energy there so you're still going to write and share what you're writing and interact with readers that way. It's just that you're you're focusing on that as as a better use of your time. Mm-hmm. Is is that right?
1: Yeah, and I guess you could call Substack social media because it is social. Sure, but I don't use it that way. I, I, I guess I just have been writing and sharing there. So yeah, it's in terms of where I want to give my attention, I would much rather be investing my time in writing or reading quality material, mm-hmm. which I can do on Substack, than scrolling through limitless photos. and Right.
0: Right. I mean, I, I think it's important point to make because it's not like a Luddite thing. Like you're not against technology or, or, uh, you know, burn it all down. It's, Mm -hmm. it's trying to be more deliberate about how you're using your time. And I think that's something really relatable. Um, I, again, would never counsel, you know, every single person, you should just delete all your accounts I do, though, think it's worth saying you should think about it, you know, that you should think about it. And whatever you decide, you should go forward more deliberately because I think we're not as conscious of the effects as we ought to be Mm -hmm. and we're not making uh, decisions based on knowledge. So that's true generally, but but I want to say that there's also – a specifically spiritual aspect to this as well, because I could imagine someone saying, actually you guys are wrong because I follow a lot of, you know, Christian influencers on social media and I've grown a lot in my knowledge and my faith as a result of that. And so for me to turn my back on that would be like pulling the plug on on so much good things and so much growth and that sort of thing. And I get that. However, I just want to suggest that getting that kind of content, even good content, it is still structured by the medium, Mm -hmm. right? It is still influenced and making content the Christian way or make, making Christian content to put out there side by side with everything else, like it still kind of rises or falls based on how it uses that, the, that same paradigm, right. The, the same addictive algorithm that, that it can be mastered for good or evil, yeah. let's say, but, but it does change what you're doing. Um, and I don't think that's always taken into account. You know, I've, I've looked at, the way that some people have pursued that kind of communication and it does change the message. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we, we, maybe we've talked about this before, but it's, it's my, my gripe against the sort of wholesale embrace in the 21st century of activism as kind of the highest pursuit of, of human beings because activism, whatever the cause, the method of activism, has an effect on everything. And I think that's true for social media in general. Although, of course, social media and activism go hand in hand these days. So it's often the same thing. Right. But but I think it's it's um, it influences and even corrupts mm-hmm. even the good that goes out there in, in some ways. And so it, it's worth being critical even about the things we look at and say, well, that's good. mm mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Just this morning I was watching some YouTube videos and came across a channel of a, of a theologian pastor who I like to listen to. And I noticed though, scrolling through his videos that all of the, I don't even know what they're called. The, basically the title screens Mm -hmm. of his videos followed the same kind of alarmist (laughs) format right, right. Of all the other famous youtubers yeah where there's this image of the the guy on the front this massive white headline some like green and white co- or green and red colors contrasting like good and bad and and a lot of like don't do this headlines or don't yes. believe this headlines, right. and this is this is an example of how the i guess the algorithm of youtube which tells you what works starts to dictate a little bit if not the message, at least what kind of content you're going to talk about to begin with. Yeah. Because nobody's going to want to listen to this boring thing. But if I talk about something divisive and can have a right. big, scary image
0: on front. I mean, the fact that we're laughing at this explains why we don't have corporate sponsors on the commentary. <laughs> that's but, right. Uh, yeah. Squarespace is never called. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think you're right. You know, that that's an example of how even, even a voice with integrity and mm-hmm. someone that you respect and admire in order to get out there, mm-hmm. um, there's a way that you tend to have to do that. Yeah. And there are compromises involved. And and I guess the bottom line is that you want to be aware of what those compromises are, whether it's you as someone who wants to influence others or in particular with social media, as one who's being influenced, mm-hmm. that um it goes a long way to be conscious of how this stuff works yeah. and to make decisions accordingly. Uh, the only thing is, if you do that, I think you will find it harder to justify the status quo. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying that as long as you're aware of, you know, how it works behind the scenes, that you can go blithely on your way. I think. I think you can't. But, but uh, look, I'll just say in my experience limited though it is in you know working with people over the course of time uh social media has tended to do more harm than good mm-hmm. and in some cases not the majority but in some cases catastrophic you know i've seen people who have struggled to form real relationships because they've been oblivious to the way that their online persona makes it impossible for people in their real lives to relate to them. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen people who have become subject to like this emotional weight, you know, this constant anger or despair over things that don't affect them and that they have no control over only because they've exposed themselves to this over and over and they wring their hands. And it seems so urgent to be focused on this thing in this moment and so difficult to see that tomorrow it's going to be something else, you know? And, and so having witnessed enough of that, having seen it in myself, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of what your experience going forward is going to be like, um, if, you know, six months from now, you're like, ah, back on Instagram, I'm not going to give you a hard time. Like I know whatever choices you make in the future, you, you will have done it deliberately and, and thoughtfully, but I'm just interested to see how this like reassessment, re- realignment mm-hmm. works out and whether Substack ends up being the thing. Can I hope it will be yeah. a place to to share thoughtful communication mm-hmm. and uh have that outlet that doesn't have all of the downsides. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, well maybe we'll have to do a follow up yeah. episode but um I guess in closing I would say I want to acknowledge that social media has plenty of benefits and value and I've experienced those things and that's part of why this decision was actually hard for me. I've yeah. been thinking about it for so long. I have connected with some amazing people online whom I've never met in person, but whose work, for example, has influenced me or, you know, whatever the case is, some cool people out there. And, and I'm going to close myself off from that. And I acknowledge that. So there are probably people listening who think, well, maybe I could, maybe I could find the proper use Mm -hmm. of social media. Maybe I don't have to go all the way. And I say, go for it. Yeah. I just found for me, whenever I tried to strike this balance of using using the app the right amount in the right way, I was never satisfied with it. Yeah. I always found myself thinking, nah, I just still feel like this isn't optimal. I'm not I don't like how I'm I'm allocating my attention here. And that's why I had to go all in or all out. Right. And right. that's partly my personality, I'll admit, but I also wonder that's the challenge i think i I wonder if if an app that's designed like this or a social media network that's designed like this can be used properly so that's the question but last thing i'll say is i i saw this quote by an author that i follow on substack who i'd love to plug his name is lm He he has a really cool substack he posted a note the other day He said, uh, the Latin phrase ad fontes, which Mm -hmm. we've talked about recently, another Latin phrase, which means back to the sources, was a leading principle of Renaissance humanists who urged a return to the study of ancient texts to cut through a long accretion of commentary, leading to a renewal of culture. And then he added this, struck me. I keep thinking that we need a similar formulation, quote, back to the world, quote, perhaps, perhaps to cut through a long accretion of simulations leading to renewal of culture. And um, I left a comment and I said, ad mundus, which means back to the world. And that's kind of how I'm thinking about this shift for me. Anyway, it's this idea that the digital world, the digitally mediated world is a kind of simulation. And we live in an amazing world as it is. And I'm, I'm always happy to encourage people to go back to the world, not just of nature per se, but of relationships with real people and of meaningful experiences in that world that don't need this kind of individual digital mediation. So I hope in six months I can say I've experienced more of the world at Moondust and it's still going well for me. But, uh, and I also hope that other people would, would follow along. That's why I'm, I'm happy to share about this, but, it's a bit of a wager, so we will see.
0: Right, right, we'll see. And I'll be the control, so you're going to be leaving it all behind, and I'm going to be blithely posting photos of my cats, cats from time yeah. to time. I'll and miss those. We'll just see you know, how it works out and uh, check back in. But thanks for opening up about this. Yeah. It's a big decision, and wish you the best on that. And, and I, I do just want to encourage people who are listening, uh, don't dismiss this out of hand. You know, this is worth thinking about and and worth reevaluating. Like how much of this do you need in your life? Uh, How much would you really miss if you kind of took that time back and and invested it into something else? If you went back into the world in that area? Thanks for listening to The Commentary. Before you delete those social media apps, if you've enjoyed this episode, you can rate us on your favorite podcast app and share episodes with your friends on social media. You can subscribe to The Commentary on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. To find out more about us online, visit graceforsuefalls.org.